Thank you for checking out our podcast today. We hope that the teaching you're about to hear will inspire you and motivate you on your incredible journey in becoming a better you. So please turn your attention to today's message. I'm going to jump into 2 Peter this morning, and then um, I'm going to pray first. And then we'll jump right into 2 Peter. Heavenly Father, thank you for my friends. I thank you for my family. I thank you for my brothers and sisters here today. I thank you for those that are watching online, Father. I thank you, Lord, that for the next minutes, Lord, we're going to take this time to hear from you. Father, I put aside any preference. We put aside any bias, Lord. We put aside, Lord, Father, anything that may not be of your will. We put it all aside, Lord. Father, and we surrender. We yield to you that you may speak, Lord, according to your word into the lives of your people. Lord, these are your people, Lord. And Father, we say in Jesus' name, speak. Our hearts are receptive to receive from you this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 And amen. So I'm going to kind of review a few things and then um, we'll transition and then we'll wrap things up this morning. So second Peter uh, for for better context, I'm going to encourage you to read uh, verses one through 11. That way you have a better context of what exactly Peter was talking about. But I'm going to read verses 10 and 11. I'm going to emphasize 10, 11, and then we'll develop that from there. Here we go. And in this church, we read together, right? Right? In this church, we read together so that again, again, these aren't the pastor's words. This is God's word, and, and you are uh, reading with me. So here we go, 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 10 and 11. Uh, and yes, look, for better context, read verses 1. Oh, how thorough, you guys. So thorough. That's excellent. Therefore, brethren, be all the more... To what? Make certain about his calling and choosing you. So who convinces you that you have been chosen? You convince you. Listen, go back to the verse. Go back. Back. Therefore, brethren, be all the more to make certain about his calling and choosing you. Next. For as long as you, okay, stop. So, so there's a condition. There's a condition. Here are the contingencies. It's telling you as long as you practice these things. All right, we're about to read these things. You will never. You will never. Now, how long does this last? Huh? As long as you practice. These things that we're about to read. Are you ready? Yes. All right. So you should have something to write with or maybe take it down on your, uh, your journal or your uh, iPhone. If you have a droid, sorry. Um, for in this way, the entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, will be open abundantly supplied to you. All right. Next. Moral excellence. This is the list. This is the list. Are you ready? Moral excellence. Number two. Knowledge. Knowledge. Number three. Self-control. Number four. Perseverance. Number five. Godliness. Number six. And lastly, everything is summed up in love. You got the list? Okay. If you go to 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 10 through 11... This whole list 
is, is, is in there. All right. You'll be able to read this list. And as Peter writes these words, he is telling his followers that the divine, that the divine power of Jesus provides us all. Listen, this is not limited to just the pastor or the evangelist or an apostle or the prophet or the teacher. No, this is for all. all. It provides us all things pertaining to life and godliness. And that if we do these things, this list that we just finished reading, all right, that there is an entrance to Jesus' heavenly kingdom. It's an everlasting kingdom is going to be supplied to you. And that begins now. now. Somebody say now. now. All right. And it's an abundant kingdom. Now, what's interesting is that Peter then says, as long as I'm on earth, this is Peter. If you keep reading uh, verses 11, uh, 12, 13 and 14, you keep reading. Peter says in his writing, as he is writing this letter, that as long as he was on earth, his entire effort was going to diligently be devoted to reminding his followers and the stirring up of these things that we just finished reading. Moral excellence, knowledge, self-control, perseverance, godliness, brotherly kindness, and love. See, many of us specialize or we may prefer one over the other. But no, this is, this is a comprehensive list. It's all of them, okay? Together, moral excellence, knowledge, self-control, perseverance, godliness, brotherly kindness, and love. You can't have love if you don't have brotherly kindness. You can't have love if you don't have godliness. There can't be love if there isn't no perseverance, if there's no self-control. And you can't separate. The, they all work collectively. They all work together. Are you with me? Yes. And he said, and, and Peter, Peter was adamant about this. He said that to his Till his breath, his last breath, his last day on earth, he would be stirring up in his followers this particular list. Isn't that something? You know what's not on this list? Prayer, fasting, tithing. Anything else? Attending church on Sundays? <laughs> Look at you throwing jabs. But, but are, are, you, are you getting this with me? Peter, who has his disciples, is telling his disciples, it's right here. What is your moral excellence? Moral, moral. Where is your moral excellence? How do you define your moral excellence? Can't be one thing in church and another outside of church. Okay, two people believe that. You can't be one way in church and another way outside. God knows my heart is not in the Bible. Good, you got it. <laughs> Knowledge of who you are, self-control, perseverance, godliness, brotherly kindness. You know, brotherly kindness alone, we could just stop there and we could talk... We could talk for a whole year on brotherly kindness. That includes, obviously, sisters as well. But, but, but it's terrible. It's terrible that, that hugs and kisses in the church, we walk outside and, and you pick up right where you left off with, with your bitterness and, 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 and the, the, the garbage that you're carrying from home and work. And um, that doesn't fit this list. 
So Peter said that if you do these things, that you're going to be fruitful, fruitful, not only fruitful, but that you would also be useful. Somebody say useful. useful. But most importantly, he said, if you do these things, you will never, ever, 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 ever what? Stumble. Never stumble. Do these things. Are you stumbling in your life? Are you stumbling in your life? Huh? Let's take a look at 2022, 2023. Let's look at the beginning already of 2024. Moral excellence, knowledge, self-control, perseverance, godliness, brotherly kindness, love. You know, last week we also learned that Paul, the apostle Paul, was first called by a vision by Jesus himself. And that when he called him, his calling assignment was a very simple assignment. Paul's assignment as a minister was a very simple one. Acts 26 verse 18. He called him to do this. These words apply to us all. What do you call him for? To open their eyes so that to light from the that word dominion is domain. That is a realm. All right. That is a place of control of governing. And, and what he's saying is so that we so when he calls Paul, he goes, I called you, Paul, so, so that you may open their eyes so that they may turn from darkness to light and from the dominion of Satan to the dominion. You could add that there to the dominion of God. Are you following that? So he didn't say that their eyes would be open to judge, to spew hatred. And to live in isolation from the world, only living in church design functions. That's not what he said. We are out, we are to be out in the world, be in light. It's very easy to shine your light on a Sunday. This is very easy to do it here. This is easy. Tell somebody nicely, this is easy. Monday through Saturday, that's where we are challenged. Beginning in our homes, husbands, shining your don't don't wear the, the, the your shine your light wristband uh, on on Sunday, but then you take it off and 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 you sit on your light on Monday. The way you treat your wife, the way you treat your children. Mm-hmm. Wives, your turn. Oh, kids, don't get excited because some of you are horrible with your parents. And I'm talking about some of you adult kids. Um, Let me correct it. A lot of you adult kids. Shine your light. Shine your light. Tell somebody, shine your light. See, people aren't saved to just be forgiven of their sins. That's a bad misconception. The reason you're coming to church or you come to Jesus is because you're going to be forgiven of your sins. No. You have it. When we come to Jesus, we receive forgiveness of sin, but we also receive an inheritance. We receive an inheritance. And last week we talked about we talked about what that inheritance was. What is the inheritance? Well, we learned according to last week that the inheritance is the revelation. Somebody say revelation. revelation. What does revelation mean? Revelation. We learned it last week. Huh? It's to what? To reveal something that is hidden. You're revealing something. That is a revelation. So what is 
the inheritance that we gain when we come to Jesus, all right, what we gain is a revelation knowledge of what we are and who we are because of Jesus. This is our inheritance. Our inheritance in Jesus is the revelation of what we are and who we are in Jesus because of what he did. Now, this is, this is something to get excited about. Listen to what Ephesians chapter 5, verse 8 and 9 says. Bless you. Chapter 5, verses 8 through 9. You were... You were... You were... What does formerly mean? Huh? What does it mean? Used to be. Used to be. Tell somebody. Used to be. You were formerly... Darkness. But... When? Is this progressive? Huh? Is it progressive? No. It's right now. But now you are light. What are you? Light. What are you? Light. So if you are light in the Lord, then what happens? What are we to do? Next. What are we to do? That means have an evidence. That means to have deeds, to have actions, to have a harvest of fruit. If you're saying you are light, then you ought to be walking as light. You can't just say I'm something and not be that. It doesn't work, walk, it doesn't work that way. So he says, walk as children of light. For the fruit of the light. consists in what? Continue. Is that it? Yes. See, the darkness in the world is the absence of the revelation knowledge of our Lord's salvation. Of our Lord's kingdom. That's what it means to be in darkness. To be in darkness means that you don't have revelation of who you are and what you are according to what Jesus says you are. Does everybody get in that? You should know who you are. You should know what you are. See, many of us associate what we are to a faith or to a religion. Jesus did not come to make you a Christian. Jesus did not come to earth to die on a cross to be resurrected so that he could give you a faith and to give you a religion. That's not, that's not what this was about. This was about giving you a revelation. He was going to reveal what you are and who you are. Why? Because of what he did on that cross. And then he gives you that inheritance. He gives it to you as grace. It's a gift. There is nothing you do other than what? Extend your hands and receive it. That is the hardest part for many of us. It's not just extending the hand and receiving it. It's believing that when you extend your hands, you're going to receive it. That's the hardest part. So many people walk in guilt. Guilt and self-condemnation. This is what they walk in. And we talk to people all of the time. Pastor, give me a word. Pastor, I need a prayer. I need, give me something. Something to hold me, to sustain me. 
I, I, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus did that 2,000 years ago and just gave it to you. It's hard. Listen, this is not easy. This is not easy. See, the darkness in this world is the absence of that revelation. You walk out of this place, you could, you could boldly proclaim, I am a child of God. Amen. And as a child of God, I walk in his light. In fact, I not only walk in his light, I am that light. Yes, yes, yes. And I am that light in darkness and everywhere I go, I am that light. Yes. That's exciting. Amen. See, from, from the moment I come to Jesus and by giving him my life, he takes my residency here on earth and he revokes it and he takes away my citizenship from this world and he gives me a new one. He gives me an assignment. I am assigned an eternal residency, a citizenship from the heavens, from his kingdom, from his domain, from his realm here on earth. Anybody here have a dual residency? Dual re residency. Anybody? Dual uh, citizenship? One, two. Dual residency? One, two. No? Okay, three, four. Dual residency. That means you, right? You are a citizen of both places. Well, guess what? You don't get that when you come to Jesus. He, he, grabs, he grabs your residency and he goes, he takes it, throws it out, and he gives you a new one. Boom. Your kingdom now your kingdom now boom there you go and and you have to get excited about this because jesus said where is the kingdom the kingdom is in heaven he said no the kingdom is what within you the kingdom is within you when two of us or three of us get together guess what kingdom there's the kingdom of heaven you know what's you know what's happening here this sunday at 11 50 you know what's happening kingdom kingdom is here maria kingdom is here <laughs> So being saved moves you from somewhere to somewhere, from something to something. And the revelation, the inheritance that Jesus gives you aside from just salvation is the knowledge, that knowledge to know that who you are and what you are in Jesus because of what he did. You don't come to Jesus to be the same. You don't come to Jesus to remain in the same place. He moves you from something to something. From somewhere to somewhere. Tell the person next to you, I've been moved. Have you? Have you? On your way to work in the mornings, I've been moved. I've been moved. I, I'm, no, I'm, I'm, no, I'm no longer part of that. I was formerly part of that. But I am now what? Light. Light. And this is it, guys. The light that we shine is the revelation, the knowledge of who and what we are because of who he is and what he did. This is the light that we shine in the world. This is the light that we shine in the world. We are revealing to the world the knowledge of who and what we are because of who he is and what he did. 
This is why coming to church on a Sunday is vital. It's vital for us all. When we come to Jesus, he moves us physically, mentally, spiritually out of one dimension, out of one domain, out of one realm. And then he moves us into another domain, another realm, another dimension called kingdom. Kingdom. You are literally moved from headspace, from heart space, out of one environment, and you are moved by Jesus into a new headspace, a new heart space called kingdom. Somebody say that's good news. The many, many scriptures in the Bible simply cause this move, being moved out of darkness and into light. That's what, simply, that's what it is. You're being moved from darkness and into light. What, what, what makes someone dark? What makes someone dark? It's the absence of having this knowledge. This is why there are times that you're trying to talk to people about Jesus and they can't receive it. They just can't receive it. And why can't they receive it? It's not necessarily just because of your delivery. It has a lot to do with their domain where they're living. They can't receive it. And unfortunately, unfortunately, most of our Sundays are filled with guilt rhetoric. It's filled with judgment. It's filled with wrath. Man, you could go online. You could go on. To, I, you know, I go on TikTok because it's part of part of my my aim to reach people on TikTok or using um, social media through Facebook and and Instagram. And it it just breaks my heart because I, I hear I hear so much craziness out there that it's it's not even biblical. Not biblical. And it's all based on what? Fear, wrath, judgment. The gospel of Jesus Christ is good news. That's what the gospel of Jesus Christ is. Good news. Say good news. And consequently, our expressions of worship, when we come to church on a Sunday... It's about Thanksgiving. When we come on Sundays, we are being thankful. We are living in gratitude. When we walk in through those doors, that's what this is about. Spending an hour, right? For those that arrive on time, an hour. For others, and you know, it could be 10 minutes or 20. But, but it's about, listen, it's about walking in through those doors with highs, uh, uh, um, Marcos. Uh, what was the line that you shared about? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's that? What's that line? And again, and uh huh. But the part about the and I raise up my. What is it? What do we do? Come on. That's all I have. I walk into the door and all I have is a hallelujah. I, I, I. That's all I have is a hallelujah. But see, we've been taught in previous times, and, and it's still current in, in, in many locations. I don't want to point fingers and be judgmental myself, but, but it's, it's this thing where you walk in through there, and you got to drag your butt in through there, and it's all about guilt. It's judgment. It's, it's all consequential and circumstantial for what happened Monday through Saturday. When you walk in through those doors, 
Prepare yourself with your hallelujah. Prepare yourself with a hallelujah. Dress so that you can say hallelujah. You know, I was celebrating. I was celebrating because I was watching the, uh, 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 the Nash family. I was watching your daughter just, she's, she's in the front row just doing this. And she's praising and she's working. And I'm, I'm looking at her. And I'm like going, that's where it begins. That's, that's where it begins as children. When we hit those pitfalls in our life as we get older, we'll remember, you know what? I, I don't have a word. I don't have anything to say. I don't know what else to do, but hallelujah. Just hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's it. Just hallelujah. And it's what? Out of gratitude. Out of thanksgiving for what Jesus did so that I could be what I am and who I am. That's an amazing thing. And I'm here to tell you that regardless of what you've been told, you are a child of God Almighty. His child. And he calls you royalty. He calls you a priesthood. A a holy, royal priesthood. A holy nation set apart. That's what your heavenly father calls you. Man, that's good news. You know, our walk as Christians, as children of our Heavenly Father, children of light, is all about thanksgiving. It's that inheritance. Thanking God for that inheritance that we have been given. Our expression of worship in spirit and in truth is about thankfulness and gratitude. I I talk often on this topic and I, I too feel the burden of stirring up and reminding you over and over who you are, what you are because of what he did. So a lot of times when I receive some of your texts or some of your prayers or your emails or whatever it may be, I'm always trying to point you back to what Jesus says about you. Well, this is the way I feel. I know you feel this way, but what does Jesus say about you? What does your heavenly father say about you? And I try to point you back to that just to stir that up in you. And, 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 and you know, many of us run to social media, and I don't know how many have done this before, but, but, but if, if you have done this in the past, listen to me. And listen to, I, I'm telling you this as your pastor because I love you. Stop doing it. Stop going on social media asking for prayer warriors. No, no I'm being serious. Stop it. Where are my prayer warriors at? Pray for yourself. Okay, shut the door behind you in quiet time and lift up your eyes unto the Lord from where your help comes from and just say, hallelujah, hallelujah. I I don't know how this is going to work out, but listen, hallelujah. I don't have anything else to say. I don't know what to say, but just hallelujah. Just just hallelujah. Is everybody with me? Are you sure? So follow, follow with me carefully. Because as I transition, I just got a few more minutes to get this to make sense. All right? So, so everything that I'm about to share with you, it's in Bible verses. But because of time, I don't have all the time to give you all of the scriptures. So again, you have to follow me this Sunday, next Sunday, next Sunday, and on. But I want you to follow me very carefully as I say what I'm about to say. Are you ready? Our Heavenly Father isn't human. Tell the person next to you, our Heavenly Father isn't human. Now look back at the person behind you and tell them the same thing. 
He isn't human. He is spirit. He is spirit. And he tells us in scripture over and over, do not equate me with humanity. Do not equate me with man. For I am not a man. Or even try to make images. Or try to make things that you think look like me or my sovereignty. He warns us. He is jealous about it. It's in his commandments. So follow me carefully. Our heavenly father is not a what? He's not a human. We, on the other hand, are human. We're not spirit. We possess spirit. And when we come to Jesus, Nubia, you are on fire over there. She's, she's on fire over there. I'm sorry. I'm going to go with the translator. And, and I'm sorry. Where was I? Nubia, where was I? We are not human. All right. Now, we are, on the other hand, we are human. We're not spirit, but we possess spirit. And when we come to Jesus, we then are led by the Holy Spirit as long as we are here on earth. As long as we are here on earth, we are inevitably humans. We are carnal, but we're still led by the, by the Spirit. When you come to Jesus, there's a change in you. So, for instance, Pastor Jose, come up with me. All right? And because I'm holier, I'll, I'll, be, the, I'll be the holiest. I'm just joking. But, but, but in the order of man, in the order of man that lives in darkness, he is led by the flesh. Spirit is always behind Hoping to be able to lead. From the moment we come to Jesus and the revelation of who we are and what we are, there's an order, a shift that takes place. And now holiness starts to lead. And starts to lead and starts to lead. And then we are led by the Spirit. However, as long as we are in these bodies, we will always be flesh. We will always be human. Everybody got that? You got that? You sure? We're led by spirit, led by spirit as we come to Jesus. All right. And this revelation is I know who's leading me. This is why we have to be careful of if if you're being led by the spirit, that means you're being led by the spirit in your marriage. All right. Yes. You heard me. All right. You're led in your marriage by what? If you are a parent, you are parenting being led by what? Spirit and how you parent your household. Okay? For those sons and daughters, we have any sons and daughters here that have parents? Anybody here have parents? Have parents? Yeah, you're not absolved from it. You too, as a child, as a son, as a daughter, you are to be a son and a daughter led by spirit and how you treat your parents. All right, have a seat. And this goes on and on. You're a business owner. Any business owners? Business owners. Stop being crooked. If you are a business owner, you are to be led in business by the spirit and how you conduct your business. Taking advantage of people. 
Let me stop. This is grace. Come on, let, let, let it shine. Lord, let it shine. Let, me, let it shine. You know, this stuff is easy. This stuff is easy. We make it so hard. This is easy. So, I was at, we're human. We're human. Now, why do I bring this up? I bring this up because we need to be constantly reminded that God is what? That God is what? And God isn't? So, when you understand consistently that God isn't human, that he is spirit, I'm human. I'm not spirit, but I'm led by spirit. There are some differences. Now, I bring all of this up because we need to be constantly reminded of God's time and God's space. And God's time and God's space isn't our time nor our space. So inevitably, when we think of God and the things of God and the ways of God, we do so from the point of view or the perspective of our human space and our human time. So the closest thing that we can ever get to wrapping our heads around this idea, this idea would probably be the uh, difference. Um, it doesn't know justice, to, uh, but this is the closest thing would be the different time zones, different time zones. Those who travel understand time zones. Uh, those that travel around the world, different time zones. There are over 38 different time zones that we observe across the world. Even though there's only 24 hours, there's still 20, uh, 38 different time zones. In our country in particular, we have five to six different time zones. In our country alone, Russia has over 11 different time zones. And there are, in the islands of um, Caribbean, Caribbean over in the uh, Pacific Ocean, there is a difference in time of 26 hours. Can you imagine that? You calling them, hey man, you got the Powerball number? <laughs> got y'all. Look, got y'all. Got y'all. Yeah, but, but it's a 26 hour difference. Think about it a whole day and an additional two hours of difference. So right now is uh, Pastor, pa well, where's David? David? David's not around? David, could you check online to see if Pastor Yazir Gill is online? Oh, you're being funny. He's being funny. No, no, I'm, no, I'm just asking if he's, no, because sometimes he's watching our service. On Facebook? Okay, but at this time, it is about 10 o'clock, 10 p.m., where he is. And he is watching us, watching us, and he'll watch us live. Apostle Chacha, where he is, there's a difference of six hours of where he is in Kenya. And they're frequently watching us, and they, they watch us live. It's a different space. It's a different time. Now, they are very much alive. 
Pastor Yazir Gill is very much alive. In fact, they, they were just celebrating because they got a new facility for their church. So um, we celebrate you, brother. But where he is, though he is not in the same time nor the same, the same space, he is very much alive and he is very much active. We're just not in the very same space and we're not in the very same time. Are you getting this? Yes. Are you sure? Yes. But by the use of technology like phones, the internet, satellites, we, we connect and then we pierce the restrictions that limit our space and our time and then we can connect to each other. Have you ever called someone back home for those that, 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 um, that their origin is from another uh, country and you call back home and it's either daylight or nighttime and anybody ever experienced that? And, and it's daytime here or it's nighttime here and you're trying to call back home and it's different. But because of technology, what happens? You pierce the barrier and now you're connected. No matter what time, no matter what space, you pierce it because of the technology and now you're connected. I hope you're following me. So are you saying, Pastor, that we need technology, internet, satellites to connect to our Heavenly Father? And to his space and to his time. No, that's the beauty of your heavenly father. And this is why I want to bring such elementary teachings. And by elementary teachings, I'm, I'm not being condescending. But I'm saying these are fundamental. If you understand these fundamental things, the way you deal with hardship is going to be very different because you understand these fundamentals. Are you getting me? So no, I'm not saying, but what I'm saying is that we have been giving something that's much better than any technology, any technology. Let's hear from the words of Jesus himself. What did Jesus say as Jesus was about to be moved from his time and space, was about to be moved from his disciples. He walked with them for three years, three and a half years, and he walked with his disciples and he is now about to ascend into heaven. And he's about, uh, and right before he was about to ascend into heaven, he's about to be crucified, then resurrected, and on and on. That, that was the timeline. So these are the words. This is, these are the words of uh, Jesus out of John chapter 14, verse 16, 19. Pastor Jose, come back up again. I'm going to do this again. And he said, he's with his disciples. And his disciples his disciples, I'm just creating, I'm just trying to create an imagery here, right? Disciples are sitting down, they're chilling, right? They're drinking a little wine, the good, the good wine, the, the holy, holy wine. And they're having communion or something, and they're all chilling, sitting down. And, 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 and he turns to his disciples, and these are his words. These are Jesus' words. He says, I'm going to ask the Father, and he will give you... What is he going to give you? So, so he's talking to these guys and he's saying, hey, I'm going to, I'm going to go to the father and I'm going to ask him to give you what? Another, helper. Another what? Helper. What's a helper? What's a helper? Come on. I'm not asking for the synonym. All right. But what's a, what, huh? Got your back, got your corner, helper, support, Huh? It's going to help you make things easier. You ever try to ca carry a sofa by yourself? Yeah, but if you have a helper, it's easier. So it makes burdens easier. And Jesus is saying to his disciples, do we have any disciples here? 
And he says, he says, you can clap for that. Yeah, if you're a disciple, be proud of it. And he says, I'm going to give you a what? Another helper. That he may be with you on Sundays. No, on Sundays. No, when you pray on your knees and you ask him for it. No, when you fast 21 days or 40 days. No, I'm just going to give it to you. And he's going to be with you. That means that your eternity begins now. Keep reading. That is the spirit of Listen, believers, you got to stop attributing the benefits of believers to those that are in darkness. Not everybody that passes away gains a uh, wings and is in heaven. You cannot attribute the benefits and the inheritance of believers to those that live in darkness. It doesn't work that way. Jesus' words, he says, that is the spirit of truth. This is, he's talking about the helper. Whom the world, the world, the world, because it does not see him or know him. But you know him. Listen, but you know him. Because he at Scarlet Note on 20 East Commons Boulevard on Sunday. Where does this spirit abide? Where? 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 And what is he called? A helper. And how long does he last? Because he abides with you. And we'll be, we'll be where? We'll be where? We'll be where? We'll be where? In you. In you. So he goes, come here, Pastor Jose. He goes, I'm the helper because I was, I was currently with you guys, right? I was with you guys for three years. However, I have to go. And as I go, I'm going to tag up, bam, and I'm going to leave this guy. And now I'm going. I'm going. But that one, he's not limited. He's not limited like I was limited while I was on earth. This one is in Kiara. He's in Becky. He is in, he's, he's in Abby, Chad, the pastors, you, you, you. You should get excited about that. All right, have a seat. Thank you. Everybody following me? Yes. Are you sure? Yes. Okay. You know what? You, you know what's. You know what's the proof that you're getting this, and how you respond to the hardship that comes your way in the next few days. I will remind you. Do you know who you are? The helper isn't for the world. Listen, the helper isn't for the world. Oh, God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. I'm sorry, but that blessing isn't for everyone. And we see this. Man, I do funerals all the time. All the time. I do funerals all the time. In fact, I actually prefer to do funerals than weddings. Becky knows 
I will jump on a funeral a million times over a wedding if I can. I, I, I really look for the opportunities to go to funerals to talk these truths. Talk these truths as they are written. To help people sift through a lot of the, mysti- the, the mystical things that we have invented here on earth. Oh, today my grandfather gained his wings. Or not. (laughs) Everybody wants to see their favorite celebrity that has passed in heaven. So where is this helper that Jesus gives us? Where is this helper? Where? Where is he? Where is he? He's right here. Sit, sit on, do your break time. Get off of TikTok. Get off of social media. Talk to your helper. Talk, talk to your helper. Pastor Jose, sit right here again. Just sit down right there. Sit right there. And just look bored. Like, give me like, just a boring face. This is, what the, this is what the helper looks like in a lot of our lives. Right there. Why? Because all you're doing is this. Help me, Lord. Help me. Help I can't do it. And I don't know how I'm going to do this. And that's all we do. And, and, our, and our helper is here. Just, just so bored because you won't talk to your helper. Sit in bed sometimes. And just say, Holy Spirit, I don't know what to do me Holy Spirit my daughter I need help with my daughter I don't know what to do with her I don't don't know what to do with my son thank you I remember one time I remember one time um, I remember one time and I've shared this story but I can share it now because he's not even here so I don't even care now but I remember um, Adrian got into some trouble and he got into some trouble because I was one of those dads that in the house, I was very militant. And, and I always looked at, like I taught my children, this is my home. It's a loner to you, but it's my home. It's our home, my and mama. This is our home. Every room and every space, this is mine. So don't you close that door and think you're going to get some privacy in my home, right? So I was one of those dads that I would do checks, random checks around the house, look through stuff, look through stuff, look through the drawers and just look through stuff under the mattress, under the mattress, parents, under the mattress. If you have drop ceiling, pop up the ceilings, look on top. All right. If you go to the closet, look where the where the where right the right the the shoe boxes and the pockets, all the pockets, look through. I just look through them all. And I found some stuff. Yeah. He ain't here now, so. And I found some stuff. 
And I was on fire. I called him up and said, boy, you better come home. Where you at? Uh, come home now. And I was on fire. I was like, this is what I'm going to do. Ooh, I'm going to get him and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And you know what happened? I put the helper there. And then I let the flesh take over. And I was, I was, telling, I was telling the helper what I was going to be doing. And, and, and this is how I was going to conduct this. And this is how I was going to do this. And then Becky was super spiritual because usually she's on my side. <laughs> but, but Becky said, honey, why don't we pray? And why don't we pray to let the Holy Spirit lead us? Y'all clapping now. I wasn't clapping. I, I ain't like that idea. I ain't feel like praying. So Adrian came home. Adrian came home. Said, son, have a seat. Anyway. If y'all know Adrian, that's what he does for everything. He takes these long. And so we start to pray. I ain't want to pray. Uh, Heavenly Father, I come before you in this time as I was share with my son. I share that you help me and Holy Spirit take over this conversation. And I'm about to say some things and just lead me, Lord. And, and then there was a shift in the environment. And then God just took over. And before I knew it, I opened my eyes and Adrian was on his knees. And I was like, that's not fair. Oh. Oh. And he, he shifted on me. And now he's on his knees and he is praying. He was crying and everything. I'm like going. I wasn't ready for that one. And he said, Pop, I want to give my life to Jesus. He's like, no, I want to spank you right now. <laughs> and the Holy Spirit said, how would you treat the very people that you lead on a Sunday at church would you want to spank them? Like sometimes, but, but I give them grace. And he said, you give your son the grace that I give you and I give everyone else. Love them and pray for him. And I prayed. I loved him. And from that moment on, listen, guys, I'm not lying to you all. Poof, boy, took off. Just poof, took off. Something happened in his heart. Something happened. Why? Because the helper, the helper was brought in. To how to deal with the conflict in the moment. Jesus said in verse 18, verse 18, verse 18, he said, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Quickly, there's another one. After a little while, the world but you will see me. Stop. Those are are Jesus' promise. This is his promise to you, his disciples. The world's not going to see me, but guess what? You see me. (laughs) But you will see me because I live. You will Now, the reason I wanted to lay this out in this way as we wrap up, I have seven minutes before we get out of here. Seven minutes. 
The reason I wanted to lay this out this way is because many believers, many Christians, many of you here, including myself, we're, I'm, I'm guilty of this. We're believing in relegating Jesus and believing the Father to our time and to our space. What do I mean? Our relationship with God as believers, as Christians, as followers of Jesus creates this, this chasm, a space between us and the Father. We, we live here and we see God as living there. So our prayers, there. Our giving, there. Our service, what we do, it's always there. It's always in that direction. I'm in this space and time. He's in this space and time. And, and this is how we serve. So we live, we move, we think, we function as if God is far off. Like where Pastor Yazir is. Far off or Pastor Chacha. And we treat prayer, prayer. We treat the prayer as the technology, the satellite, or the form of communication to, to be able to pierce the time and space between us and our Heavenly Father. And that is wrong. All that you need now and forever has already been given to you by Jesus by way of the helper, Amen. the Holy Spirit, who resides where? Amen. In you. How long? Forever. forever. Yes. Well, Pastor, why should this matter? Why should this matter? Are you ready for this statement? If there's anything, anything that you should write, you should write these words I'm about to share right now. You should write these words. All God will ever do for you in this lifetime has already been done. All that God will ever do for you in this lifetime has already been done. Remember, he is spirit and he has a different space, a different time. So all that he has already done for you in this lifetime, in your humanity, has already been done. The revelation and the knowledge of who and what we are in him empowers us to see that God isn't chasing after us in our timeline trying to catch us up to his but that we are living a life that requires faith so that we can catch up to what he's already done in our lifetime it's already done why because of the sovereignty of who he is it's already been done tell somebody it's already been done your children are saved. It's already been done. Your husband saved. It's already been done. You, you can't catch. Listen, God isn't trying to catch up to you. We have to try to catch up. Are you getting this? This statement has to have an impact on all facets of your life. It's already done. Why does this matter? Three minutes. I got three minutes. I'm looking at the time clock. Three minutes. I got it. The reason this is to change every facet of our life is because this should impact the way we pray. 
It should impact the way we read the Bible. That we read the Bible to understand and tap into what he has already written, established from the heavens for us. Done. Tell somebody it's done. done. You're in Tinder looking for your husband. Don't look in Tinder for your husband. You single women, stop it. Who should you talk to? Who should you talk to? Huh? Huh? Talk to your helper. Let them know, girl. I'm, I'm, Holy Spirit, I'm burning. I, I need to get married. I'm on fire. I, I need a husband quick. I need a wife. But what do we do? We run a social media. Sisters in Christ, I'm Oh, you think I'm, no, I'm, I'm serious. I'm like going, holy. Sometimes, sometimes the brothers be, I'm like, brothers? Dude. Man, stop, stop exposing and putting yourself out there like you just, you are a child of God, the most high. Amen. Talk to your helper about what you need and what, you, what are the things, the desires of your heart. He already knows them. He's already settled these matters for you. How I pray, how I serve, how I live all hinges on the revelation knowledge of who I am and what I am. Because of what he did. Stand to your feet this morning. Did you get something out of that? Thank you again for checking out our podcast. If you would like to find information about who we are or how to donate so that we can keep doing what we're doing, please check us out at www.scarletnotes.org. See you next time.